The following presentation is a Barrett Sports Media production. Recognizing the unsung heroes of sports media. I'm stuck in this pit, working for less than slave wages, working on my day off. This is the Producers Podcast with Brady Farkas. I'm the executive producer. Oh, you're the executive producer. And it starts now. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. Hope everybody had a great experience at the Barrett Sports Media Summit last week in Los Angeles. The videos were awesome. And even as someone who didn't get a chance to go, I found myself reading a lot of content, found myself watching a lot of the videos. Some of the videos are available on Facebook Live as well. So if you didn't get a chance to go and you want to see what you missed, I recommend you go find Barrett Sports Media on social media and check out all the great content because uh, Dimitri and Garrett and the whole crew did a great job of relaying what was done there. So uh, good job by everybody involved and good job to everybody who went. And uh, again, it looked like a blast and kind of a who's who of the sports radio and sports media industry. Today on the Producers Podcast, we're talking with Damon Cotton. He is the producer and one of the voices of Raider Nation Radio in Las Vegas. That's right, Raider Nation Radio. Is it truly 24-7 Las Vegas Raiders talk? And as much as we love football, can you truly fill all that time? Damon gives us the answers next. Explain to me the concept of Raider Nation Radio. Is it truly 24 hours a day Raider talk? What's the deal? Not 24 hours, but it is starting from 7 a.m. until 6 p.m. Pacific time. It is nothing but Raider content for you. There's a little bit of a break from 10 to noon with Rich Eisen, but we start with the morning tailgate with Clay Baker, Vinny Bonsignor, and Heidi Fang. And from 12 to 2, JT the Brick, you know, a legend in this industry. And then from 2 to 5, Q Myers and myself with Unnecessary Roughness. So, I mean, if you're a Raider fan, it's the perfect station for you. Now, I understand, you know, the NFL never sleeps. So, they're truly, you know, there isn't a lot of downtime, but there still is downtime at some point. How do you fill all that time with just Raiders talk, you know, in the slow times? That's the fun part. But with Raider Nation, it's such a rabid fan base that the calls are still continuous. Even if it's, even if it's the off season, hey, if they sign a guy who's probably just projected to be a backup cornerback, we're going to do an extensive dive on that guy who probably won't even start a game for the team unless his numbers unless his numbers go. So we do we do our best to give the fans the most insight about the team. Are you allowed to to fluctuate if you want? If there's something big going on in UNLV sports or with the Las Vegas WNBA team or uh, you know something nationally, are you allowed to, to deviate? Yes, we're allowed to deviate, but it's just it, how big is it? Two days last week, we talked about the WBC. We had two separate guests on two back-to-back days to talk about the WBC because Baseball is very exciting. I mean, the Las Vegas Aces, Mark Davis owns the team, so he's gonna, he's not going to be mad about us talking about another sports team that he owns. It's all about the time and place, but still knowing that our core audience, our core audience is here for the Raiders. What is the general consensus on all the Raiders have done this offseason? Obviously, the signing of Jimmy Garoppolo is big at the quarterback position. I'm sure you spent some time on him versus Aaron Rodgers and other quarterback speculation. What's the general consensus of what the Raiders have done? That they struck out on the first option. Everyone thought it was going to be Tom Brady. Maybe not inside the building, but in Raider Nation, everyone said, oh, Brady, they're going to get their guy. It's going to be Brady. And with Garoppolo, 
I do think that, hey, it's the system. We all knew that Carr wasn't coming back towards the end of last season. So when you couple that in with all of the signings that they've made so far this season, it's not to me, and I do think with the fan base, it's a little underwhelming because we all know Jimmy G, he's a winner guy, but I'm a firm guy, a firm believer in a QB win-loss record shouldn't matter as much as it does. But we know this for a fact that they are bringing in their guys. So now we have to wait on them to hit on the draft to see if it's going to be worth it. You know, I am up here in New England, and I cover the Patriots on my daily radio show. And we have seen, you know, the Titans tried to be the Patriots. The Lions tried to be the Patriots. And now it seems as if the Raiders are trying to be the Patriots. There's McDaniels. There's Jimmy G. Every seems like everybody who's a Patriots cast off has ended up in, in Vegas. And now Jacoby Myers, who I actually love, and I'm ticked that he's gone from New England. But how do you feel about being, being Patriots West? Yeah, that's it. We hear that a lot. Patriots West, New England West. But for me, it's, hey, these when you're hired to do the job, if you're going to get fired, hey, we all hear the saying, you're hired to be fired. I want to at least go out on my own way to try to be successful. So for Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, that is bringing in their own guys that they think are going to build up the program in the way that they see fit. Or Derek Hart, maybe he's not the quarterback that they would have liked. They gave it the year. It didn't work out. But in turn, they did get Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in football. So for me, hey, even just think about it like your regular job. If you can do it your way, you're going to do it your way. And they have the carte blanche to do that. Talk to me a little bit about your producing responsibilities. You mentioned the names that are on your station. Are you producing across the station kind of a little bit for all three, just for the afternoon show? You taking on more of a co-host role in the afternoon? Talk to me a little bit about your responsibilities. I help out on the morning show whenever they need me. But me, I'm specifically two to five unnecessary roughness with you. And it is that balancing act of being somewhat of a co-host and a producer where, hey, we both, we work in collaboration when it comes to guest booking, me on imaging, but also I can't focus on an entire day of just imaging, but not know what I'm going to talk about on the show. So it's a fine, it's a fine balance there. And what's the dynamic? Because you are so heavy on the Raiders. I have to imagine there are times where in your show, are you going to, you know, the, the weekly press conference live? Are you forced to kind of step away from the show and listen to a press conference that's going on and grab audio on the fly and bring it to the show? What's that dynamic like? It's uh, We have other people around the station, so it helps out. But I, I try to take the most responsibility of myself that even if someone is talking, hopefully it's done before the show. But even if it's live, yes, we will run it live. But try to clip it as we're going and cut out those each individual answers because I don't know if someone comes up and it's you know a six someone's at the podium for six minutes well let's just go ahead and just give you the best two or three answers as, as best as we can so you know we can keep the content as fresh as possible. From that standpoint of thinking about the Raiders, how much time do you spend on also? thinking and talking about the Raiders' rivals. I mean, we talk about how do you fill time fill time talking about the Raiders all the time. Are you also spending a lot of time on Chiefs stuff, Chargers stuff, Broncos stuff? To be honest, not a lot. Mm. Or it, may, it may come up, Jared Stidham, he signed with the Broncos, and maybe we talked um, on, a, on a previous show, five, ten minutes of, well, maybe it's his better decision for him in his career because he's looking at Russell Wilson and says, hey, if Russell Wilson stinks up the joint again, I could be a, it's an easier path for me to be the starter in Denver rather than it is with the Raiders. But not so much of the history or the nostalgia. I mean, maybe JT show that that's where you can get that, but we try to keep it as current as and as fresh as possible. See, that surprises me because like up here, 
if if I'm talking about the the Patriots and then the Bills go and trade for DeAndre Hopkins, that's going to become a big part of my show and how that relates to the Patriots and what impact it has on the Patriots. I'm surprised to hear that uh, that's not the case there. Yeah, it is surprising, but for me, I think it's more about the team because it's what well, it's me matching Q's personality because he is the leader of the ship, and I don't think for him that that makes for interesting radio for us. Let's mention it. I'll go back to that again. Jared Stidham, how he signs with the Broncos. Or here's a better example. Last season, Khalil Mack signs with the Chargers. Yeah. And that's one of the best players that the Raiders had in the past decade. But for us, it's a, it's a quick aside of, oh, man, let's see what he does. It'll be interesting to see him in, a char- in Charger Blue, but not so much of a deep dive of how that's going to affect the Raiders besides the game week. How much does gambling infiltrate Raider Nation? We know what a big part it is of sports in general. We obviously know what a big part of it is in Vegas. Is it something that you guys lean into or something that you let other shows in the market take care of? Let other shows in the market take care of something that I learned from my limited time as a pro wrestler. If someone does it better, you might you better do it just as good or don't try to do it as all mm. at all. Because we may have a gambling person on Every once in a while, we do have a weekly spot with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. But Q and I are not going to be the guys that are going to tell you where to place your money, you know, on a weekly basis when it comes to the games that are going on throughout the week, because that's not that's not our our get down. That's not our bag. So leave that to the people who do it better than we do. Pro wrestling to producing sports radio. What's the story there? (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's it's living a dream it's you know, quitting my job as being a manager at big five to try to pursue myself in the in the wrestling ring and it it was going it was going well you know i was getting past the hot dog and a handshake phase <laughs> but <laughs> i was seeing more success here in the radio industry so eventually you got to make those decisions as much as i love pro wrestling i am far more successful as a radio personality than i was as a pro wrestler what is the what is your advice for new or young producers the all the clichés of work hard but also know that you want to be a producer that is something that i think that some people maybe they don't understand that because hey i'll produce for a little bit until i get my shot hosting somewhere but to bring it back to pro wrestling when you're working together as a producer you are meant to put over the talent you are there to put them over and make them shine as best as possible. It's not about getting yourself over. And I do think that that's something that with younger people, it's a little bit of you get taken aback because you're thinking about making yourself, how can you use this vehicle to further your career rather than, hey, how am I going to make the talent look as good as possible? How do you go about getting a good relationship with your host in terms of working, right? Because I think when I at least started out as a producer, I had a little bit of what you just said, but I also just wanted to like prove how much I knew and how much I could do. And I was working hard, but I wasn't necessarily doing the things that the show needed. So how do you go about getting a a good relationship with your host and finding out what best serves them and therefore best serves the show? I think that a lot of that comes outside of the show where you can prove your chops and you can show how knowledgeable you are outside of the show. And then that can be incorporated into, hey, now let's have you crack the mic and tell us that interesting tidbit or only that one stat that you did the extra work to find and you can flex your knowledge that way. So I do think that it's about building the relationship outside of the show so then the host feels comfortable with, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. Let's bring him on the show. Good stuff from Damon there. I, I like you know I love everything that all these guests say, but there's always something different to take away from them. And I think what Damon, what he said that struck that stuck with me came at the very end when he talked about 
building a relationship with your host outside of the show, right? And the more the host gets comfortable with the producer, the more they will trust them and empower them maybe to talk on the air or at least also kind of get everything you need to know as a producer for the show. I remember, as I told Damon, starting out as a producer, wanting to prove my worth. So I did want to talk too much, but I also then just wanted to do everything. And it wasn't necessarily what the show needed. It wasn't until I got a great idea of that, that I became a better producer. And it's not 24-7 Raiders talk, but it is a lot. Deep dives on backup secondary pieces. You football people, that's the stuff I know you want to hear, and they're doing it great there at Raider Nation Radio. Thanks to Damon Cotton. We'll see you on the next one of the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. You don't want to believe it, but maybe the show is over. Thank you for listening to the Producers Podcast. To enjoy past and future episodes, check out iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and BarrettSportsMedia.com. 